This is the Forex Q&A podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your user-submitted Forex trading-related questions every Monday morning. Now, if you have a Forex trading-related question on your mind and you have consumed all the material and you have not asked a question yet, you go to nononsenseforex.com slash askvp. Fill out the form and I will typically get back to you within 48 hours. So I don't know if I've ever gotten this question before, ever, really, if I think about it. But if somebody were to ask, uh, VP, what is your worst quality? Just as a human being, what is your worst quality that you have? And I would say most definitely it is that I'm very, very intolerant. Uh, And not intolerant as it's thrown around today with like groups of people and things like that, uh, but intolerant towards certain types of people and things. And what might be worse is the fact that I really don't think there's a whole lot wrong with that. (laughs) You know, I actually kind of like my intolerance. It's afforded me the luxury of not having to deal with people or things or places that I don't like. If my situation sucks, I change it. You know, do I give that situation a, a fair chance? I feel like I do. Uh, but in the end, there's really no right or wrong answer to this. I mean, who's to say? And I would say the two things I'm probably the most intolerant of is just plain, old-fashioned, natural stupidity, which is kind of going to be how we lead into the question for episode 46. But the other thing that really gets me, and I try to squash right away, is if I feel like I'm being taken advantage of in any way. Uh, Because the people who do these things to you are paying attention. They're seeing how you react. And if you're smart and you squash it right away, you know, it's just like a dog. They're going to know, okay, this person does not put up with this, therefore I won't do it anymore. You know, but sometimes you let soft-heartedness get the best of you and you allow things to happen and then those people see it and then they think, okay, I'm taking advantage of this guy and it is being allowed. It's being tolerated, so I'm just going to keep doing it because... I have a lot to gain now at this person's expense. It's the old saying, give them an inch and they'll walk all over you. You know, and if you look back in your own life, I'm sure you see parallels to this too. Anybody who's gotten into a relationship where you've allowed them to have all the power, anybody out there that has a dog that barks all day and shits on the floor, you had the chance early on in the game to prevent these things from happening. But you didn't, and now you're paying for it. Ounce of prevention, pound of cure. I could just keep throwing pithy quotes out there. So where the hell am I going with this? Uh, Let me put it this way to you. If you have not asked a question on AskVP yet, and you want to, try to do it in the next like six to eight weeks, because I am happily and so looking forward to shutting AskVP down permanently. Uh, I've really enjoyed corresponding with the majority of you, and uh, I think now to the point I have enough questions saved up to where I have enough podcast to equal the amount of trading videos that are left over in the curriculum to where I can pretty much ride it out. Uh, But remember too, I don't get anything in return. Um, I overload myself with things to do, and I have to take time out of my day to answer these questions which I don't mind doing, but there is a problem that just keeps getting worse and worse. And I don't know any really good way to get rid of it, except for just shutting the whole thing down altogether, which is really unfortunate. So if you go to AskVP right now, um, you will see a form. And on that form, there are directions that precede the form. And those directions say, hey, look, feel free to ask me whatever you like. On these three conditions, however, one, that you only ask me one question because I have a lot of these to go through. Two, don't ask 
any other questions later. You get one. Everybody gets one. You're not any better than they are. So one question. And then make sure you've consumed all the material first before you ask a question so you don't waste it and I just point you to a podcast episode or something where I've already answered it. And then before you can even send your question off, you have to click a box saying, yes, I have read all these things. I'm totally cool with that. I will now ask a question. Now, I thought I did enough of the work early on to prevent these things from happening, uh, but I was wrong. I would say about a third of the questions are from things I've already covered, uh, but that's not the really disturbing part. The disturbing part is something that's gotten just worse and worse and worse as the weeks go on, uh, and that is questions from people who have already asked one. Uh, People who think that these rules apply to you, but don't apply to them. People who think as soon as they finally get that one in to where now they feel like they have a direct line to me and they can just use me as their personal utility dump and just ask as many questions as they want every time something remotely difficult comes their way. This Tuesday, I go to my inbox and there are 42 questions. And because I can go back and look and see if you've asked me one before, I went back and looked and 25 of them, more than half, were from people who had already asked a question in the past. And I ignored all 25, uh, but that's not the point. And I'm not talking about people who ask a question and then later send me a really good indicator or a tool or point something out that happened online that I need to look at. Uh, No, people who just ask another question as if it's Groundhog Day and they had no idea that they asked one before and here they are again. Uh, When it's all said and done, they will be the reason why I have shut AskVP down earlier than I intended. Now, a little bit of this is my fault, especially back in the day where I wasn't getting too many questions. Uh, If there was another question that came in, or if I just wasn't paying attention because I was so in my zone, I would end up answering additional questions from people. And as soon as I did that, guess what happened? Lots more questions from those same people. You give them an inch, it just spreads, and it's just gotten so out of control now. Um, Regardless if I've answered additional questions from them or not, it's too much. So no matter what I say, it's not going to get better. So I'm just going to shut the whole thing down, pour a glass of bourbon, light a cigar, and celebrate me getting some of my time back. Uh, But moral of the story, get your questions in soon. It is the Forex Q&A podcast, and you also can't fix stupid either. So you might as well just be an intolerant dick like me. Episode 46's question is from another person whose name I'm going to withhold because at the end of the day, I'm still not a complete dick. Uh, But this question, or some variation of it, usually ends up on my YouTube comments, but this was actually in my email. And it says, let me pull it up. Why do you think it's a good idea to use indicators that lag in your algorithm? And I said lag because he put it all in capital letters. Okay, so I I think this podcast is going to spend more time on me bitching about AskVP than it will be answering the actual question. And the blog's actually pretty darn short, too. So this will go by really fast. Um, Again, people that aren't very bright, love A, to broadcast those things, B, really get caught up in words and titles, and then don't bother spending any time figuring out the meanings behind those words and titles. Uh, And this is a great example. Uh, So when you hear lagging indicators for the very first time, before anybody even explains to you what they are, the first thing you probably think in your head is, ugh, why do I want to use an indicator that's going to be behind the times? that's going to give me yesterday's news. You know, how, how can that even help me? Um, now, somebody who's not very smart would just stop there and form an opinion and then broadcast that opinion on the internet uh, where everybody can see it. Uh, but common sense would tell you, assuming you had any, 
that there are a lot of these out there, and maybe there's a reason why people keep creating them, and maybe there's a little more than meets the word or title here, and maybe it's worth my time to find out more. Uh, now, if you do that, and I've told everybody to go do that because this was in Baby Pips, um, I have the link in the blog. Um, I'll actually link it down below in the show notes too. Uh, that actually, in just one really quick page, does a great job explaining the difference between leading indicators and lagging indicators. Now, again, if you just heard both of those terms, you'd be like, well, I want to use leading indicators. And if you thought that way, congratulations, you just ended up in RSI stochastic land. Enjoy years of frustration. Uh, But to put it in a nutshell, and it really honestly doesn't get much more complicated than this, leading indicators are for reversals. Lagging indicators are for trends. Leading indicators attempt to jump the gun early in hopes that it can get you in at the top or bottom, really, really close to it, to where lagging indicators take their time. They need a little more data. And what they attempt to do is exactly what we attempt to do here at No Nonsense Forex. They attempt to get us into a trend when it officially becomes a trend. How great is that? So not only should you not balk at these things, you should actually seek them out. Now, of course, this doesn't mean they're all good. You have to do your research and find out which ones are good and which ones are not. Uh, Some lagging indicators are actually in the dirty dozen. Um, I already told you what type of indicators to look for in the trend indicators video, but if you're able to somehow go somewhere where you can sort and separate the leading indicators from the lagging indicators, you have just saved yourself a lot of time. And maybe you can point back to this episode as the reason why. I don't, don't feel like this episode overall is very useful overall because I think a lot of you are already aware of this. Uh, but you have to understand, I also get a lot of people who have not taken the time to learn the way we do things and they just kind of ran into this podcast. So every once in a while, we have to give them something too. Uh, so for those of you who are pretty new to the podcast, understand that we don't trade reversals here. We trade trends. I'm going to put both of the videos I'm referring to in the show notes as well as to why we do these things. And for the rest of you who are totally caught up on the material, stay tuned for another really great baseline video. And after that video is finally finished, you can now officially go backtest the entire algorithm you have put together. I might over time inject a couple little tricks here and there to save some time or some pips or something, Uh, but these things will probably have very little to do with whether or not you have a successful algorithm or not. Uh, Just maybe a couple little hacks here along the way. Uh, So get ready for Thursday's video, and in the future, please do your best to be tolerant of those who are stupid. It is typically not their fault that they're stupid, and they're almost never aware of this. Um, But do not allow people to take advantage of your time and generosity. It will only get worse. And if you have another question that he's answering, you can go to the Discord forum, or you can do what I did and figure it out on your own. Your brain is a muscle. The more you work it out, the better it gets. And when you do this, new possibilities open up that you never even thought of before. It's pretty great. If my stupid ass did it, you can too. So go get it.